magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Touch Arcade Show. This is episode number loading, 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 560. Oh man, Touch Arcade's so slow. 566. I almost guessed that. I should have just said it. Um, so today is, <clears throat> well, first of all, we missed what, three shows in a row? Something like that? Yeah, I was um, up in up in Chicago dealing with yeah, wedding stuff and then family stuff and just the uh, not not awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah, and and then three we we knew that. Not in we didn't know that in time to mention it on the last time we recorded, but um three weeks ago we were planning on recording it and we got hit with this weird out of nowhere storm and uh wind, rain, all of it. And it was just jacking up my internet all day, which usually storms don't really affect it. So I don't know what the deal was, but that day, mm-hmm. like I couldn't get the internet to be stable at all. Um, and so we oh. didn't even attempt to, uh, to do a show that week. So it's, it's been Shit a while. Happens. It's been a while and a lot of things have happened in the last three weeks. Let's get that out yeah. of the way first. Well, um, before, before we dive into new iPhone stuff, can, yeah. uh, can I talk about Dave the Diver on Steam Deck? Yeah, because this is so. I, this game came out a while ago. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen people playing it, and I've seen it like constantly featured on the Steam Store and all this stuff. Yeah, and I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, I was. I don't know what I was busy playing at the time, but it was. Mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not in the mood for another like random indie pixel game, right? For yeah, whatever reason. <laughs> um. So on a whim, I bought it yesterday. I was just, you know, uh-huh. fired up my Steam. Well, so first of all, I was reading the Steam Deck news, and apparently this uh, Steam Deck version 3.5 or whatever mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. the preview uh, mm-hmm. or beta. I don't know. Whatever the preview most. Preview channel. Yeah. The preview channel. It's supposed to just be like out of this world uh, mm-hmm. as far as like the performance benefits that it's providing to games. Like there is this big uh thread on the steam deck subreddit where people were um like comparing basically like whatever version the normal in one is right yeah. now to 3.5 and it was like it, it, it across the board it was like games were getting like 20 percent more frames with higher mm-hmm. visual settings yeah um and and this update has turned quite a few games that were like just on the verge of kind of not really being a great experience into like, oh yeah, it runs at 40 frames per second on medium settings now. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Which I don't know. It's just, it's kind of amazing to me that uh, there apparently is like so much optimization room left to go and, like, mm-hmm. you know, Proton and all the other stuff that makes the Steam Deck work that yeah. these, these sort of things are even possible, right? Like, I mean, yeah. It typically, I mean, like, you know, it's it's not abnormal for like, uh, you know, a new game to come out 
and it's like oh there's a steam deck update oh it, it runs a little bit better now but it, typically mm -hmm. it's like at least most of the ones that i've tried it's like okay well yeah i guess this runs a little bit better but it's not like right you know night and day difference it's like this yeah you know just not probably not a great experience on the steam Deck kind of thing like uh like Lindsay played through hogwarts legacy on the steam deck and it would just like i don't know struggled to struggle to maintain 30 frames per second like a couple mm -hmm, updates mm -hmm. hit that made it a little bit better but it was like you know going from like 30 frames per second or, or like hovering around like mid high 20 frames per second to like low 30 frames per second is not like you know oh man this is a transformative difference in this game experience right, right? but to, yeah. to to see stuff go be able to run at higher settings and then like the 40 hertz sweet spot on the steam deck just mm -hmm. out of a software update Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's that's really cool. But so yeah. I was I was reading all it and I was like, oh man, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Steam Deck since I kind of put this thing down and got busy with other stuff for the past mm -hmm. you know month or two or whatever. Uh so so that's what got me to pick it back up. And it was like the top of the featured on Steam. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll try this Dave the Diver game. I've been upsold it a million times. Surely mm -hmm. it's pretty mm -hmm. decent. And do this game fucking rules like it's uh really <laughs> it's kind of kind of interesting so like the um the the gameplay cadence is um i don't know if i've played many games where it's like this but so there's like two distinct modes to the game so you play as dave the diver believe it or not mm -hmm. and um during the day so there's uh there's morning afternoon and night and as the like mm -hmm. three phases of the game Mm -hmm. So during the in the morning, you start on your boat and you can dive into the water and uh, you're over this kind of like, I don't know, like it's like if you could call it like the great blue hole or something like that. It's this uh, mm -hmm. like ocean anomaly. The way they explain it in the game is this is ocean anomaly. And it's different every time you go down because there's all these like currents mm -hmm. and other stuff to make it. Make, so that's like the roguelike aspect of the game where you're mm -hmm. diving down uh collecting fish collecting like junk under the ocean like all the amount of stuff you can collect is kind of bonkers and there's you know chests mm -hmm. you can open and uh, all sorts of things like that but the initially the primary reason you're doing this is you are collecting fish uh which you then so you basically get like two dive sessions where you eventually like run out of oxygen or die or you know something like that and then at night you switch over to helping manage a sushi restaurant Mm -hmm. So it's like the fish that you catch during the day then become like the sushi and stuff that you serve at night. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, initially, like you know, when, I, when I first downloaded, I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like <laughs> the uh, underwater roguelike stuff seems pretty cool. Like I, I like a good collecting game, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. This restaurant stuff just seems like, you know, extra extra bullshit that i don't need like it's mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know but then like a few cycles in and i was like oh fuck like so this is all clicking for me now because like mm -hmm. uh it's just one of these games where there's a lot to it and it's like every cycle they introduce like one new thing so you got to mm -hmm. go through like a week or two in-game time before mm -hmm. you get to the point where you're like hiring employees for your restaurant and mm -hmm. and doing more beyond just like the kind of like sally spa sort of like busy work mm -hmm. kind of stuff mm -hmm. but like once you get there dude this game it's been a long time since i was up to like three or four in the morning like playing some random ass game um <laughs> that i just like couldn't stop because like they they really this this david diver in particular is extremely fucking good at 
kind of like the same stuff that Call of Duty is, where it's like you are always just like one game away from mm-hmm. unlocking something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, as as Dave the Diver, you have a smartphone that you as you as you play through the game, you start unlocking all these different apps for it, and each app has like mm-hmm. different objectives. So like right now, um, <laughs> like souping up my dive suit in one app, souping mm-hmm. up my weapons in another app. Like there's this like uh i don't remember it's like the scientific study app where i'm collecting like different specific things like those guys want to look at and it's like each of these different things has its own little progress bar that you're filling up you know so it's like mm-hmm. it's just one of these things where it's like every time you go down you like are completing one objective and you've almost completed another one mm-hmm. and there's just like never that like natural point where i was like okay cool well, i've kind of hit a wall with this like i'm gonna put this down for a while uh at least so far so yeah i don't know that's uh sounds like a perfect game for mobile um, well the controls are a little uh, maybe just a little too complicated i don't know yeah. we need although i guess dead cells works on mobile so i guess you can't really <laughs> can't really that's say a that very mobile. similar premise to moonlighter did you ever play moonlighter Mm-mm. it was like the same thing like you ran an item shop and then at night when you closed you went into a dungeon and got items for your shop for the next oh, day right. that's cool and uh but the the problem with that game was like it just got to a point where it just felt very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like the first like few hours were amazing and you like progressed to a certain point and then it was just sort of like, okay, well, I'm just going to go get more stuff and then add it to the thing. And like, you know, I feel like there was never really like that next level. It was still a really good game. but Yeah, with this, it seems like um, you're, you're pretty much constantly always like upgrading something that is giving you like a, a meaningful way to kind of like get deeper into the game in like one aspect or another you know whether that's mm-hmm. like oh cool mm-hmm. i saved up enough to down uh to uh upgrade my dive suit so i can go like 50 meters deeper and then like on yeah. this layer of the ocean there's like all these new fish so now i'm getting these new fish and it's giving me new re- new recipes and i'm able to combine some of the new fish with like a lot of the bulk old fish that i had and mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like really really good game design as far as like just always keeping you progressing yeah. on stuff which i don't know th- these games that have that like seem like they always get me in like the worst way well i'm happy that you mentioned this because um i they emailed us about this game a while back and i was like this looks cool and i threw it on my wish list and then it came out and i was like i don't know i got so many games it's hard to buy a game just because are you talking out. about dave dave the diver yeah 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 and I mean, 20 um, bucks i don't know seems worth yeah. it yeah well then after the fact they sent a code and i was like okay cool so i have it but oh. it was it would probably just sit there forever if you didn't tell me no, that you it was should, good enough to like you should install. check it out. You should check yeah. it out. But All like right. make sure like give it so so like I said, like give it a few like give it like a week of in game like going mm-hmm. up and down before mm-hmm. you like yeah. decide whether or not you like it because like yeah. I, I I found the first the first few days to just be like overwhelming with like the amount of stuff that didn't seem like it made a whole lot of sense. But now like yeah. I'm interacting with like every system in this game and yeah. it's it's really cool. So nice. Dave the Diver, 20 bucks on Steam. Seems like it could come to mobile. I don't know. It's there's nothing yeah. in it that's like a this definitely would never work on mobile. It's just like right. um, would need a significant overhaul of the controls and stuff, which you know it sounds like done a, before. A play digits job. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, well, so um <clears throat> new iPhones uh were announced and released in the time yeah. that we have uh stopped recording, uh, or I guess like didn't record um did so i i don't know how much you want to rehash the keynote and stuff considering it's sort of old news now 
it's old news and also like i don't think there's anything too crazy right so like there's a slightly newer apple watch ultra i would say the the biggest thing like if they were going to release a black one i probably would have caved and bought one even though i bought one just last year but other than that i'm perfectly happy with my ultra and don't feel like it needs anything like i would i i even kind of like the titanium color now so like i don't even know that i would go for a black yeah. one or not but i figured that was kind of a shoe-in release i wasn't expecting like a big revamp of the ultra because it's so new still but i figured they would at least release a new color which they didn't i thought was yeah the so, both apple watches this year kind of just seemed like a whatever upgrade you know it was like uh, the yeah unless you like really need that new like what what I watched it with Lindsay and what she thought was really cool was the new, uh, what is it? The, the ultra tap your fingers band. together thing. No, no, no. Like the new ultra wideband chip that like does like the, uh, oh. like the air tag style, like, yeah. Find your phone for you. Your phone. Stuff. Cause that's, yeah. dude, I can't even tell you the number of times a day I hear like the Apple watch ping noise as she's like <laughs> looking for a stupid phone. How, but how do people misplace their phone that often? Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I no real big, great leaps in either of the watches this time around they're both awesome um yeah the the one little gimmicky i guess maybe feature is the thing now with those both those they can sense when you tap the air when you tap your thumb and finger together in the air and and your your watch knows that you did that and it acts as like a touch um and so i thought that was kind of interesting because like i i don't know if you've ever like had some like a drink in your hand or something like that and you get a thing on your watch and you're like oh i need to press this button have you ever done the nose thing yeah press with but your nose. I mean, um so I, like there's occasions where it'd be like sick to be able to just tap away the thing that's on the screen just using the air touch like that um i like that but it's not enough to like buy a new watch over it but i do think that that'll be a cool thing in the future and that's also a gesture with the apple vision pro so you yeah. like click things on apple Vision. so it's like kind of cool it's like a consistent sort of thing but um yeah not like big enough deal to to go buy one um yeah and then uh I, yeah i don't know it's just like like they're making a big deal about oh the screen's like brighter and can get darker now like, oh, God, yeah like my watch screen i've never had a problem being too not bright enough but my phone screen i, I was really hoping they would have a brighter screen this year and they do not hmm. um in fact it was kind of like so after they announced the new iPhones, um, I went onto the website because I still wasn't sure if I was going to go for one or not and um, started, I did the comparing thing, right? And so I have a 14 Pro Max comparing it to a 15 Pro Max and you go down the whole list of features and there's like three different things <laughs> and it's like, man, what the hell am I buying a brand new phone for? This thing is like very close to identical to the old one, but USB-C, that's a big deal. Um and then I think the tipping point for me just with Touch Arcade is that um, the those ports of Resident Evil and stuff are coming out and are only going to be yeah. on the the, the Pro well, iPhone 15. So, well, or yeah. M1 iPads and stuff. But that that those that was kind of um I don't know. Apple's always so weird with how they handle like game stuff and keynotes, right? Where it's like right. either like kind of ignored or like the stuff that they show is just weird and i would yeah. say that this one uh kind of trends toward the this is just sort of weird uh mm -hmm. announcement thing right because like yeah I, I the whole like uh ray tracing demo it's like i don't know if yeah. normal people really care about that like no 
I don't, I don't really know if like gamers really care about that either. I mean, particularly when like right. you're looking at like the size of the screen of an iPhone, it's like, you know, yeah. you can get away with like fudging a lot of visual detail because the screen's so small. Yeah. Um, I mean, not not to say that ray tracing isn't going to make things look better, of course, but you know, it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Um, I don't know. Ray tracing is very buzzwordy to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, like, you know, when you look at like the ray tracing, I feel like their their demo was very exaggerated for one, because mm-hmm. um, like I, I, my my PC, I have the whatever. I don't even remember what video card, like the one of the newer video cards I can do ray tracing. And it's like when you turn it on and off, it's like, oh, I guess this looks a little better, but it's not worth like the frame rate hit that I'm getting by all this fancy lighting. Like I'm fine with how right. it, it looks without it, you know. Right. Yeah. Um but I, I did I did think it was interesting how we're kind of back on the cycle now of Apple being like, oh, and guess what? We've got real games on the App Store <laughs> this time around. Like, check it yeah. out. We're yeah. doing like real deal console ports. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you see the screenshots of the control scheme that Resident yeah. Evil 4? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like the same on screen controls that Microsoft did with the uh, xCloud app. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like the entire PlayStation controller. Every single button, every button just blasted on there as a yeah. virtual icon. Yeah. Which like to, um, to me, that that was the really bizarre thing about this keynote, because like typically, um, typically it seems like the things that Apple features, especially in the keynote, but like also on the app store and stuff is like games that are just these like very universal, good kind of like mobile touchscreen. Don't need any extra bullshit experiences. Right. Like, right. You know, and and I think, you know, if you look at the history of like games that have just like constantly received tons of love from Apple, you know, it's like stuff like Monument Valley and, you know, other games that just like really, really, really excel at not only being great games, but great games that play with like a touch interface, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Apple's sending kind of a weird, uh, weird signal with this one where it's like, hey, now we have games that will only run on the newest of new hardware and... Mm-hmm. I guess you just need to play them with a controller. Like how the yeah. do you, I, I mean, cause like uh, 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 resident evil, you use the triggers as like modifier keys, right? Like hold down right trigger to aim and then like X to shoot. Yeah. Like how in the world do you do like, do you need to do like the four finger claw yeah. on the screen? We're going to have a competition like, to see who can beat. Uh, Sean will do it. Sean, if he, I don't think he's getting a new phone, but. He would like beat the game with virtual controls or something. It's just, I it's just I don't know. It's just so so it makes me wonder. Like, okay, is is this the new normal now? Or Apple has yeah. just been like, hey, guess what? Like, fuck it. You know, if you want to play a game with a controller, that's really only good with a controller. Like, cool. That's something we'll get behind yeah. too. Because I don't know. It just felt like for the longest time, uh, it was like, oh yeah. I mean, I guess you could play us with a controller if you want, but I don't know why you would because like they're expensive yeah. and it works on your yeah. phone, you know. As opposed, no, to like, I think they're definitely stuff. leaning into controller stuff a lot more, but stopping short of requiring a controller, which is weird because they do that with Apple TV games. Like, there's some Apple TV games that are like, don't they? Or did or was that? Am I misremembering? I think they rolled that. So originally, your oh, game origi- had to work with the yeah. wacky Siri remote. That's but then right. They, they rolled that back pretty quick as developers like, dude, yeah. how the fuck do you want me to yeah. make a game on this thing? Yeah. But um, I, I think there's no harm. I mean, I guess you would look at something like Resident Evil and be like, okay, 
yeah, there are virtual buttons. Technically, you can play it without a controller. Yeah. Have fun. But also, you should probably just get a controller if you're going to buy this game on your iPhone in the first place. Right. You're probably the type that would have a controller to play games with. So, yeah, I don't know. Presumably, right? Like, but yeah, I think they want to stop short of being of requiring a controller for certain well, games because it just gets sticky, I guess. So the uh, pondering that I saw on Mastodon mm -hmm. that seemed kind of interesting is like, is this just sort of like Apple's first foray into like showing what these new processors or this new GPU can do? So when they refresh the Apple TV, which is very mm -hmm. long in the tooth now, it's mm -hmm. like, hey, fucking check this shit out. Like it, the mm -hmm. processor we have in this that we just use across all of our stuff has better yeah. graphics on most game consoles. And guess what? The Resident Evil 4 remake that you bought on your iPhone, it's a universal app and it yeah. runs on the TV. I like, mean, that I would be cool, but they, I I don't know. Because they, I feel like they're pulling the same stuff they pulled with their M2 Max or whatever when they showed mm -hmm. Resident Evil 8 on, on the Max. And they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Resident Evil 8 running on a Mac. The Mac is finally a gaming machine again and all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> Okay, well, what have you done since then? Like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, still I have like a... heard very good things about the porting uh, SDK that, that Apple built, but yeah, it seems like we really haven't seen the fruits of that yet. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. But I, in theory, in some point in the future, I would love that where it's like every major Mac or Apple device that all runs on their own chips that all work flawlessly together and run all the games on the things like you know that was like a dream we talked about a long long time ago when the mac app store launched i think we were like oh we so awesome to just buy a game once and it's on your phone it's on your ipad it's on your yeah. mac um that could still be true but they're they're also the press release for all this capcom stuff was um i think resident evil village is on the mac now and when it launches on ios that is not the same game and it's not, there's no <laughs> cross not. progression, but not. Resident Evil 4 Remake, which has not launched yet, is going to launch and have cross progression with the Mac version too. I don't know if it's one build that you buy and it works on everything, or if you bought it on Mac and you bought it on iOS, it'll just sync with each other, but it kind of yeah. sounds like it'll just be a fully universal app across all of them. I'm, um, I'm curious why they couldn't do that with Resident Evil 8 that's already out on the Mac. Like that yeah, would be know. nice, but... I don't yeah, know. I don't. I, know. I, I'm very curious of the economics of like these kind of ports, right? Because like, um, it it seems like you know the history of the app store is filled with like all these people that have like gone balls to the wall and like making something for like the latest and greatest hardware. Where it's like, mm -hmm. all right, well, that's not where most of the people are on the app store. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like people are still rocking like the iPhone 10 or whatever. You know, like, yeah. So I. I I, and and are these going to be priced as like fifty dollar games on the App Store? Like, I have no idea. Uh, I I just I just don't know how unless unless the porting process of this was seriously just like as simple as I'm like opening Unreal or whatever and being like, all right, save as iPhone game. But fuck I don't it. think like, it's that simple. But I think it's like one dude working on it for a month can get it running, or you know something like that, and instead of like a whole team of people. But I I don't know. It's like how um, many how many sales could they realistically get? I mean, it has to be in like the thousands, I would think, right? Like, well, it's got, it that's what I'm. You're targeting a niche of a niche because the iPhone 15 Pro only is a niche, and then people that want to buy a full blown console game on their phone is an even smaller niche of people. So, yeah, yeah, I, I 
don't expect well a i mean of, god of you could units moved you could extrapolate that out even further it's like the people that own an iphone 15 pro or better that would be interested in playing this game that would want to spend 50 dollars on it that don't already own the game yeah <laughs> uh somewhere else that would potentially be a better experience because yeah. it's just you know as a console or whatever hooked up to your tv that also well, has a controller that yeah. wants to play on a you know six point whatever inch screen instead of yeah instead of their tv or yeah. a computer screen or whatever like yeah. i don't it's just like I, I totally get like why they're doing this because you know it seems cool to like uh have stuff that works on this fancy new gpu but just like yeah i don't know i just um i just don't know yeah who knows apple with gaming is just like hot and cold and all over the place for their whole existence and so... it's it's just real difficult for me to to imagine myself like particularly like some of these games that like i already own on steam mm-hmm. i play on my steam deck and everything else to right. be like oh fuck yeah like let me buy a full price or near full priced yeah. uh a secondary version of this to yeah doodle around on my phone well or just so... long enough to be like oh yeah this it's way better on the steam deck or yeah. whatever you know to be a devil's advocate to this whole thing, um, we're talking from like adults with jobs and disposable income mm. perspective. If you're like a 15 year old kid that has an iPhone, but no game consoles or something like that, like this could be sweet. Mm. But the, again, that seems like a tiny, you know, market of people. Um, yeah, I just like, I, I don't know. know, like who's the who's the kid that's got like a brand new like $1,500 iPhone, but no yeah. Xbox like <laughs> That seems that's true that seems too. weird to me, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, you could look through it as a lens of like, okay, well, this is like bleeding edge hardware now, mm-hmm. but in five years, this will be, you know, kind of like the old hand me down phone that no one cares about that can also play these crazy games. So yeah, um, the more interesting than the Capcom stuff because it's older games. Not Resident Evil Four remake is newer, but um, games that are already out. They did announce. Um, Ubisoft is the new Assassin's Creed is going to launch on iPhone at the same time as other consoles and PC next year when it launches. And that's kind of interesting to me because that, but then again, the questions are going to be like, do you have to buy it again on the iPhone version? Do they cross sync progress with everything or not? Um, But just that fact that it is launching day and date with the other versions, I think is interesting because that rarely happens um well so that makes me wonder then is like the is the iphone version going to be a 70 dollar game yeah i don't know because you kind of feels like you have to be right but and there's no way to be like universal to all the platforms unless you unless unless people know something that we don't well what if what if ubisoft's gonna be able to open their store and their downloader on the iphone and yeah, that would on... spin my clock if it's like, hey, yeah. guess what? Now you can get the Ubisoft like you play or whatever it is, yeah. or like Steam or whatever else on the iPhone. EA has one, yeah. The the launchers. Yeah. Um, if you could download a launcher mm-hmm. on your phone and have all the games you already bought already, that's kind of game changing. So because I would see um, that as a very cool value add, like particularly if like and yeah. I keep using Steam as an example, because that seems like the most far fetched one, but like you know, with just be able to load up a fucking game. Like if I could just load up David Diver from Steam onto my phone, oh, have God. Steam Cloud pull I my know. save game in, yeah, and fiddle around for a little while, and then close the game, have it sync back up, and then yeah, go I've, back down I've, on my Steam Deck. Like 
I feel like we're so close to having that be able to happen. Right. Yeah. But everyone need in Apple especially needs to be like, let's do this. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I it's so it'll be interesting to see. Like, I think the last we've talked about this sort of phenomenon of like having a game just exist and it doesn't matter what you play it on. Yeah. And I think Fortnite was like a good example of that before it got pulled and stuff. But like that was a game that synced progress. It didn't matter where you were playing it, you could play with other players and I think it's, I don't remember Fortnite as it, but other games could let you choose. Like I want to play with only mobile people or I want to play with everyone. And yeah. I don't care that I might get destroyed by someone with mouse and keyboard or whatever. And um, like that whole like future prospect sounded so great, right? Like you just play a game, but that really worked because it was a free game. Right. Yeah. And I don't care. Right. I'll download it on any platform I have and just play right. it there and just know if I want to, I can do it. It doesn't work so well if you got to rebuy a game just as stuff like, um, I, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> was Google's cloud thing? I can't. Oh, even Stadia. Stadia. I already forgot the name of Stadia. Um, just like you know, Stadia proved though too, where it was like, hey, you got to buy the game, spe- especially from our store only. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I don't know. I'm not going to spend sixty bucks on a game I own elsewhere, um, just so I can play it on Stadia. So, you know, that works with free games, but with paid games, there's going to be questions because if it's like, here's the sixty dollar. Assassin's Creed brand new game buy it on console or PC for 60 bucks um if you want the iPhone version it's an extra 20 bucks you know like that seems reasonable ish if that's a use case for you that you would drop another yeah. 20 bucks just to have the iPhone version or not but to be like oh here's the new Assassin's Creed on iPhone it's 60 dollars also pick which platform you yeah, want to play right. it on nobody's going to pick iPhone really I don't think so yeah so something I saw being speculated, and I don't know if anyone's actually tried this or not yet, but apparently uh, the, the USB-C port on these new phones is like mm. extremely open as far as like other accessories yeah. like that are concerned. So I someone was that. saying like, you know, maybe the way that this sort of plays out is like you would just have a USB-C, like basically a dock next to your TV that mm-hmm. you just like plop your iPhone in it, you know, and then you play Resident Evil or whatever on your TV with a controller. Which like yeah. that seems cool, I guess, but I don't know. Like, I feel like, uh, what do you do then if you like a text message or something you need to like respond yeah. to? It's like, all right, well, right. Like, I don't know, pull my phone out and get all set back up again, and I don't know. It seems less than ideal, I guess. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't well, know. I I just feel like we're we're like so close to um, and I I remember remember Freeverse Bruce from back in mm-hmm. the day. I remember him like, uh, you know, a, a long time ago, like always telling people like, you know, these things are going to get fast enough one day where it's just like your phone is your computer. And it's just a matter of like mm-hmm. what you slot it into, mm-hmm. like determines like what the experience is like, whether you like slide it in the side of your iMac and then it's like, are right, you using yeah. your phone in desktop mode? You hook up your TV, you're using it in like console mode. And it's yeah. kind of crazy how it really, uh, really feels like we're getting very close to that. Yeah. Um, if only Apple would kind of stop. I don't know. So I guess that raises the, the another question that is like, when does Apple sort of like drop the division between Mac OS and iOS, you know? Right. Because that's yeah. the primary thing stopping that. I mean, like, fuck, the iPad Pro is like more than powerful enough to run full-blown yeah. Mac OS and presumably the new iPhone is as well, you know? Yeah. I just think, man, I don't know. The answer I feel like is to just let Mac, Macs and iPads dual boot into whatever yeah. 
desktop environment you want. If you want the iOS one, you can do that. If you want the, because I don't think turning Mac OS into iOS is and having it be exactly the same is the right answer. And I don't think they think that, yeah. but the option and ability to do stuff like that, like all the times that you have an iPad with a keyboard case and you're like, man, I just really need my desktop right now, but I oh, don't, yeah. I have iOS I mean, shit, only. That, yeah. That uh, iPad, like the, the fancy, the more expensive of the iPad keyboard cases with the touch I mean, like that effectively is a MacBook at that point. I know? would probably buy that over a MacBook if it had <clears throat> Mac OS. Yeah. No, I don't um, know. I I mean, it's this is basically how the the Windows Surface uh, devices work. Yeah, it was quite a bit more janky switching between yeah. like the. But the idea like was the, the same. Yeah, yeah. Like do you want edge, like the, the Surface OS or, or do you want Windows? Yeah. yeah. Um. So aside that, you you got your iPhone already. You struck a <clears> deal yeah, and with I, the UPS guy. I just well yes, work I, it? I, I, yeah, it just it just rebooted itself. So uh yeah i've had quite a day today so originally i was like um ups guy came yesterday and i was like dude can i meet you like tell me where you want me to meet you at like the start of your route so i mm -hmm. can um get this thing or i was like you know do you mind if i meet you i, I was i was polite about it i wasn't like tell me where you're gonna be um but uh but he was like oh yeah sure do no problem like i uh this industrial park over here is like 20 minutes away like i hit every single one of those um uh, every single one of those buildings so like if you want to get there uh at i think it was yeah if you want to get there at like eight o'clock i'll catch mm -hmm. you on the way in i'll look for your car if mm -hmm. you want to get there at like nine o'clock i'll catch you on the way out uh mm -hmm. so i caught him on the way out um nice. you know I got, I got my phones and like originally i planned was like oh man i'm gonna get this thing like all set up and like you know try out some of these new things and then be able to talk about it on the podcast well uh this is the first year that I, so I think I was, I don't remember if I was talking to Arn about this or like who I was talking to, but it was like, they were like, oh, dude, don't do the iCloud restore because like mm -hmm. your passwords don't come over. So it's like really annoying right. how you have to like enter back in like all your login credentials on like all your apps and stuff like that. Whereas like yeah. the, I was led to believe, and I might be misremembering this, but this is how I remembered it was that like, the iPhone to iPhone option mm -hmm. is the same as doing the, because remember like back in the day, you could either do the iCloud backup or you could like pull the backup off your computer. Yeah. And if you backed and it I on always computer, did it through the computer, yeah, yeah. You, it saved everything, like all your login stuff, like everything, anything encrypted, like everything all just came over. So it was like, yeah. you lost nothing. And I was like, you know what, let me give this a go this time around. I always do the iCloud thing and it is yeah. kind of a pain in the ass to, log back into 5 million things. So let me give this a go. So um, I start it and it tells me it's going to be fucking five hours to, well, first of all, like in the, in the little thing, it's like, Hey, you want to do the mm -hmm. iCloud backup? Like your phone will be ready to use in 15 minutes. Uh, if you mm -hmm. want to do the, tra uh, the phone transfer, it might take up to an hour. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll, I got other stuff to do. And it's like mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. at this point, like nine 30 in the morning, like I'm whatever, it'll be fine. Um, so I started it and it like, started doing the thing where it's like, you know, when you like move like a lot of files at once on your computer and it like can't decide yeah. like how long it's going to take. And yeah. I was like, oh man, like, I don't know if this is going to be an hour. It looks like it's going to be more than that. But yeah. you know, so I let it go an hour and mm -hmm. then it was saying it was going to be five hours. And I'm like, that can't possibly be right. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'll just ignore it. It'll finish up quickly and all this stuff. And then uh -huh. I hit this like weird point where it was like I had, 
I had sunk two hours into this so far. Right. And was at about like point 40, of no return. Yeah, like like 30 <laughs> to 40 percent on the bar or whatever. And I was like, man, like I I guess I could just cancel this and do the iCloud thing, but like I've waited this long. It seems really stupid to like not do that. So anyway, long yeah. story short, it appears that when you do that, it doesn't save any of your shit. And, no, so you still have to log in everything anyway. Yeah. And uh hmm. although no, actually, well, I don't know. It's it's been real hit or miss. So I guess like I opened Discord and Discord is all logged in and working and hmm. all this stuff. Uh, the two-factor apps are the ones that always screw me up because yeah, you need to like get the QR codes it. over and stuff. No, I don't have it downloaded yet. Well, the annoying part is like, so I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I guess I'll just let this roll and it'll just be like a one-to-one thing that's pulled over. Mm-hmm. But it still then needed to download like all of my apps and hmm. and everything else and like, um, so I'm looking at Spotify right now and like all the, all the playlists and stuff they have downloaded on my other phone are not mm-hmm. downloaded on this phone. Mm, yeah. Um, but all my photos seem to be here, like photos and videos and stuff. So like, I don't mm. really, I wish it was a little bit more clear with like that setup process where it like told yeah. you what it was going to do with each thing. Yeah. Um, cause I definitely like wouldn't have bothered with like the iPhone to iPhone transfer for like the primary thing it was transferring over was like your like photos and stuff. I don't care if it downloads yeah. that again off yeah. the internet. It's fine by me. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Took forever. It's working. Uh, initial impressions is it does definitely feel lighter in the hand, uh-huh. but, um, but you already got know. a case on yours. I hate, uh, I got the fine woven case. Oh, everyone says those are garbage. I really do not like, so I've been a, um, does leather... the old leather not fit it? Because they're the same dimensions, no, right? Of course not. There's a fucking new button on it, and the camera is oh, just right. ever so slightly different. It, it oh never, my God. never works year over year, right? Um, nomad, get a nomad leather case. Well, so I was going. I'm waiting for them to actually email me back. Um, because I was looking at their. Yeah, they haven't hit me up yet. Um, I was. Well, maybe they did actually. I'm gonna look. I'll change what Apple? I'm gonna say here. No, uh, the the Nomad people, because I was looking at mm-hmm. the reviews for their leather case for the iPhone 14, and people were saying mm-hmm. that it doesn't work with a lot of non-MagSafe wireless chargers. And I have mm-hmm. like the wireless charger pad in my car, mm-hmm. and it would be kind of annoying if like that no mm-hmm. longer worked mm-hmm. with the yeah. case on. People are like, oh, I just take the case off, and it works fine. I was like, well, no, thanks. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking do that. Every, every time you get in the car, car, take your case off. Yeah, that's stupid um so i emailed them and was like hey do you guys have you guys tested this at all like it's just like i don't know if there's just some couple cranks you being mm-hmm. stupid in reviews or if this is really a problem mm-hmm. uh but then i was reading like people were speculating that the camera bump on these phones has gotten so severe that what happens is like when it's sitting on the pad it's mm-hmm. like just off kilter enough yeah that it's like bare then when you add in the thickness of a case it's yeah. like a millimeter outside of like the effective range of wow. the wireless charger stuff like that. That's what seems to be happening. So I don't know. We'll see what mm. we'll see what they say. I expect they're going to be like, well, we have a 30 day return policy. So just buy it and try it out. But yeah, right. I was trying to I, I said in my email. I was like, I'm just trying to get ahead of like wasting everyone's time of like yeah. <laughs> buying and returning one of these things. If it if it does, yeah. or doesn't work. But like so when um in the keynote, Apple did a lot of um you know, started talking about how all the carbon neutral stuff and things are doing for the environment and, and all that stuff, which I mean, I don't know. It, that's kind of cool, I guess, like, because, sure. you know, people don't realize like it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of 
not to soapbox or anything too hard, but you know, it's like it's so irritating to me how so much environmental stuff comes like it's kind of gets shifted to like your personal responsibility to like yeah, not use a straw when it's right. like these mega corporations are just like like you could not use straws your entire life and it's not even a fucking blip in like what yeah you know just for instance like exxon mobile does in like a day right. or something like that you know right. um so i do think it's pretty cool to see a company that's operating on apple scale like really getting ahead of like no like we care about this stuff like we're making yeah. strides to you know do different things to be carbon neutral so but, but part of that was uh we're getting we're getting rid of all leather mm-hmm. product lineup and and that was dovetailed in with like okay well now we have this thing called fine woven which mm-hmm. I, I mean i don't know is was it me just like reading between the lines stupidly or like did this seem like it was uh really pitched as like the new like this is the leather alternative now does it seem that way to you um kind of because do they have uh the faux leather options they don't right like they just no, have so, this yeah like like because like other that, companies have that they'll have here's our yeah. leather and here's our like vegan leather or whatever yeah yeah like my my stupid car has vegan leather and it's fine yeah. i mean like i don't think you'd really know it's not leather yeah i mean at least i i, don't know. I would know <laughs> but uh i don't know it just it, it, it the way that it was pitched in the keynote was like hey we're getting rid of leather but guess what we've got this other thing instead and that's exactly what i was thinking was like oh, okay so this is you know some like because there's a lot of it's a lot of good leather alternatives out there now that are yeah pretty convincing yeah. um yeah. but this fine woven thing is like so the case itself the the ridge or the kind of i don't know, i guess like the bumper around the sides mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has this very weird like almost like 3d printed texture to it where it's like Ew. it's got like these lines in it that um uh-huh. i guess probably are to make it more grippy i don't know but then like the back piece the the fine woven piece uh-huh. uh is just is just kind of it's just fabric like it's not yeah uh no it's not fabric it's fine woven it's I mean, very fancy high-end yes, fabric it just seems to me like this is just gonna like snag on something once and then just like look like yeah. shit forever whereas yeah. like the what, the reason i like the leather cases so much is because like you know, when you're holding it in your hand is like you're just constantly like uh I don't know, like polishing the leather with like your skin mm-hmm. oils basically you know the patina yeah yeah so so uh, like i i would drop i mean this happened a lot you know where i'd like drop my case get like a gouge in it and be like oh man fuck it sucks and then yeah like two weeks later just holding it and using it and just rubbing my hands across it, it's like you couldn't even tell where it was anymore yeah right. um which i i think makes leather just like such a good material for this sort of thing because of that quality yeah. and yeah fine woven will not I feel very confident saying we'll not do that. Well, seeing the reception is getting so far, I feel like this is something they're going to stop using like next year. (laughs) I I just like, I just don't understand why it was like uh, positioned as like a premium option, no less. You know, because it was like you can buy the silicone cases for $40 or $50 or whatever. Yeah. This, This is a $60 case at the same price point as the leather case. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like if they didn't want people to compare it to leather, they should have positioned it differently and priced it differently. So it's like, yeah. oh, we have two different plastic cases. Do you want the fabricy one or do you want the sticky one? Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think in that realm, it's going to be up to third parties to provide yeah. cool leather cases. Yeah, um, the problem is that like there's never, I mean, maybe this is different now, but it's been my experience that just like never a third party case is like as good as the Apple ones when it comes right. to like, 
how thin they are, how good they work, like how nice the buttons are um, and things like that. It's like nothing ever seems to come close. That's why Um, I think Nomad's pretty money with that. Their stuff is nice. Like I only have watch bands from them, but I think I've had a Nomad case on an older iPhone back in the day. I might just order this case and see how it does. Hey, so my dog is in my lap because uh, he no got man. jacked up a few weeks ago. Um, he's had a back problems. Like, I don't know if you remember how high he can jump. He can jump like chest oh, high. Yeah. And um, a little weird. It's not good. He's like a 13 pound dog. It's not good for him to jump that high over and over and over. And he would do it when he's excited. He'd do it when somebody came to the door. He'd do it all the time. Jumping, jumping, jumping. And you can't really make him stop. And so um, uh, two years ago, almost exactly, he... um was just in pain and, and yelping and all this stuff. And we took him to the vet and they were like, Oh yeah, he has like two compacted like discs in his mm. back. And so aside from having like a million dollar surgery, it was like, um, they gave him some sedatives and some pain meds. And we basically put him on bed rest for a month where we didn't yeah. let him out of our room. And steroids and crate training, right? Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. And so, um, that worked really well. And he, for two years, you'd never have known he had like back problems or whatever. Well, not last weekend, but I think the weekend before Saturday, we were gone and we come home to him just like dragging his whole back a half and obviously not good. Oh, yeah. And we go to take him out to potty and he can't stand up straight. He's like a drunk dog. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, great. And so it was already like nighttime Saturday. We didn't know what to do. So we just you know, fed him and stuff and kept an eye on him. And then um, the next day he was still like it. And we're like, we got to take him to the like emergency vet. And of course the only one open that was taking anyone that day was uh, like 45 minutes away. So we drive him up to this vet and they kept him there for a few hours. And yeah, same thing. Like his back is jacked up. And they also were like, you can do surgery, but it's nine to $12,000 and there's no guarantee it works. And it's like, yeah, okay. And so, um, so we just told him what had happened last time. It was definitely more severe this time um, because he wasn't like paralyzed before, but the vet, they were like, he has no feeling in his legs and, or his back half. And like, what's really bad is he can't feel when he needs to go pee. Yeah. And that's a problem. So if he holds his pee for more than 48 hours, you got to put him down because he's not going to get better from that. And it's like, Oh, great. So this is pretty devastating news to hear. But anyway, so we told him last time what we did with the bed rest and the meds. And so they basically prescribed the same sort of thing. And so we've been keeping him as mellow as we can. But it's hard, man, because he did get better. Just a few days later, he was like walking more normal. Like he still got a little issue. But um, over the past couple of weeks, like he's definitely improved a lot. But -hmm. now the problem is that he thinks he's better than he is. So he tries to do things and he's going to re-injure himself if we don't if we're not careful because he'll run and jump off the two steps on our back porch or whatever, like he always used to do, but like, you can't do that. Um, and so, yeah, he, he stands up on his back legs when you're going to put his food bowl down and it's like, you can't stand on your back leg. So it's like really hard to control this because he's a little dog and you can't aside from like holding him 24 seven. So anyway, he's the kids and Pam were gone at the park and, um, that's why he's in here with me. And now they just got home. So I'm like waiting for him to get all excited and start jumping around. That's why I'm holding them in my lap. But yeah, we went through that definitely with, not a um, fun thing to deal with. We went through that with our docs and Steve. Like he uh mm-hmm. yeah, so basically seemed like he injured himself because he like 
was uh basically flew off a patio to chasing a squirrel i don't think you realized yeah. that it was like yeah uh a four foot drop i thought he, yeah. he thought it was like a step dogs down. don't think things through yeah um but yeah like he launched himself and as soon as he hit it was like oh fuck like this dog's messed up yeah um but like we've had um i don't know I've, for the longest time we've had uh like dog health insurance for the longest time and i always yeah. man this is you are just burning cash on this but when that happened it was like okay cool well fuck just give him a surgery, give him care, a surgery yeah like, um well i remember so, you live in the same you live like close by to like the dude that does this surgery yeah, like yeah. the most biggest specialist or something yeah, yeah, like that yeah just uh um, to pure happenstance like that the yeah the dude that like is one of the premier people that teaches people how to do that like back surgery works mm-hmm. out of the university of tennessee uh vet hospital or That's animal rad. hospital or whatever so it, it turned yeah. out pretty good but but yeah i don't know what we would have done if like so steve is a extremely submissive very well-trained dog mm-hmm. um and he basically lived in a laundry basket for mm-hmm. i don't know two months maybe mm-hmm. and he was either in the laundry basket or we had we set up like a little like uh i don't know like three foot by three foot pen Mm-hmm. in the grass for him to like you know do his business in and that's yeah. like the two places the dog lived and it was just like yeah i don't know it was it was real hard so if you yeah. got a high strung dog like i don't know that's 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 tricky to yeah deal with that he flies off the handle for like the mailman or any delivery people or whatever and um that's just, it's so hard to control i mean even before he hurt himself we were trying to control it because it was annoying yeah and like yeah. the mail people have left you know a little postcard that says like your dog is aggressive and all this stuff and we're like he's not really but you're coming up to our door <laughs> yeah know? he's just doing his job really but um yeah and, uh, we've tried to like curb the behavior and it's just very hard to do yeah that's tricky yeah it's, steve's always been a super submissive dog so it's really easy mm-hmm. to just be like no yeah. stay lay down and he's just like well okay wait here dog don't go away stay here oh i don't know well uh on iPhone stuff, I so how much of so what did you think of the spatial video stuff that I guess the new iPhone could do now, which I have not messed around with in the least? Because like remember um in the keynote where they revealed the Apple Vision Pro, it was like Apple the creepy birthday party yeah, dad Apple or got, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think appropriately roasted by being like, Oh yeah, yeah, dad, put on the headset so you can experience my birthday uh uh-huh. kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think I don't know, it seems pretty neat to me to be able to record all this stuff. Like I don't know. Yeah. I I I think everyone's question was like, how is it displayed on the phones? And like how yeah. do you interact with it or what can you do with it outside what would be of cool like a, is if a vr headset on the phone if when you played it back at like because you know like some stuff you use the accelerometer and it like does like a fake 3d effect kind of thing yeah. like yeah. that would be really neat that, if like that's yeah. where the 3d thing comes in yeah um i don't know it's the the more that they kind of advance these like different weird ways to shoot photos like the more bummed i am like i'm scanning a bunch of old family photos uh mm-hmm. from, from my mm-hmm. mom right now and it's like a lot of birthday photos that i've got like that all that exists is like a couple like really fucked up old polaroids now you know and um you know we have kids or anything but like you have photos of the dogs where it's like you know you'll catch like something really goofy happening in a live photo or whatever and it's like that Mm -hmm. little bit of context Mm -hmm. turns out to be so cool and like if you add not only like the little bit of context of like the live photo thing but also like a little bit of depth to yeah 
uh, like I don't know. It's just it seems really really neat to you know good like I don't know. It seems like a great way to have have like cool memories saved with your kids and stuff. You know, I I will say something I'm super excited for. Well, first off, the five times optical zoom. I think it's awesome. I love. Yeah. Let me get the, that uh, spin. Uh, yeah. The other thing I love is the ability to oh, yeah. turn videos or photos into portrait mode after the fact, because that's another thing where um, I'm always like, oh, man, we got some great photos. I wish they were portrait mode. 100%. Or if I if I think about it ahead of time, I'm like, I'm going to take this photo in portrait mode. Like it doesn't come out right or something like that. You know what I mean? Like being able to do that after the fact, I'm jazzed about. Um, I will use that a lot for sure, because I love how portrait mode photos look most of the time but you know i hated having to make that decision beforehand because generally just open my camera app and start snapping photos of the kids oh, yeah. or like whatever yeah, yeah. not thinking like let me switch modes well um, the other re I, the other reason i find myself not using portrait mode very much is like the i don't remember if you have to be closer or farther away it's like it's yeah. like one or the other and it's like just a little weird how different it is compared to just like oh open the camera all right cool done perfect yeah totally let's go yeah um so i don't know i uh it, it's it's a little weird how every year it seems like they just have these like tiny little incremental camera things and then they turn out to mm -hmm. be like one of these things where it's like oh this is actually really nice and uh, do you remember how hard they got made fun of for live photos and like yeah. that's something that i feel like i couldn't live without now no live photos are super cool like I'm, yeah i'm yeah. really i'm really into it like i i wish that you could set the set at the quality of the live photos to be higher like that's i know i wouldn't care if it took up more space yeah know? like that's that's kind of the one bummer for me is like when you get something really cool in live photo or uh like how you can change like the keyframe for the photo mm -hmm, if it's like mm -hmm. you, you you shot your photo like half a second too early or too late and like the one that you want like in the different keyframe but it's just like not as high quality as like the yeah. actual snap um yeah I, the other thing that I wish that they would eventually do is um, so so right now all the different um, so these these phones can take all kinds of different formats of photos with regards to like all the way up to uh, mm -hmm. what like ProRes Plus or whatever like the best mm -hmm. of the best like uh, you know a massive image size kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I wish there was a way you could tell your phone like, hey, I want to take every photo in this like super crazy high end mode. But mm -hmm. then like in 72 hours, if I haven't like done something with that photo, just go ahead and convert it down Dumb to it down. Yeah. like the HEIF format or whatever, like yeah. the normal one is because like that, that's been like the one thing that's been a, like a, just a, a irritation of mine where it's like, you know, like randomly you'll just take a photo and you're like, holy fuck, like that is a good picture. Yeah. And it's like, man, I wish that I had this in like the best version. Yeah. If and that's want to blow it up or something. Yeah, like not that the default version is bad or anything, but it definitely just yeah. like seems one of like one of those things where it's like this seems like it would be something easy. The phone could just do at night while you're sleeping, just like all right, I'm just yeah. gonna batch convert all these photos that you didn't share or edit or yeah. something yeah. else. Because like you know, inside of I don't know, you know, that day when you take a photo where it's like, oh shit, that's a good one. Like that's the one I'm keeping right. or sharing or favoriting yeah. or whatever else, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that would be cool. I, there's interesting options too with USB-C now where it's like, they're going to come out with ones that's like a little thing that just plugs into the bottom that you just kind of keep there. Like say you're going to go on a hiking trip and you're like, I know I want to take photos of nature and stuff and I want to all be the high quality. Direct these straight to this like USB thing I stuck in. 
uh, oh yeah the, and save the them there instead and then i can mess with yeah. them if i want it's not taking up phone space or whatever like yeah something like that would be like a cool option too so yeah um it'll be i don't know it wouldn't see. surprise me if we didn't see a lot of really cool USB-C accessories that do things that you yeah. wouldn't even kind of even think about i guess yeah for sure um yeah it is interesting to me that they gated the usb3 stuff to the the pro series of phones yeah although i guess like mm -hmm. i don't I don't. I, I guess it remains to be seen what you'll actually be able to do with these different accessories. Because like my, is my it a old, cost thing or is it just, just a excuse to make one thing be a pro? I don't know. It thing? just like to me that just seemed like one of those like very Apple-y limitations where it's just like, yeah. why, why did you do this? Like it's yeah, it like doesn't make sense and yeah. like how like how, a fraction of a cent difference or whatever. Like I it yeah. I don't know, but it's it's like they always do stuff like that with um. Yeah. You know, the different lineups of stuff. So I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I know we've been talking about the pros a lot, but um, I also want to mention that I think the regular iPhone 15 this year is sweet. Like, I mm, think it's yeah. a really good upgrade for anybody. Probably even if you bought a new iPhone last year. Um, well, I just like that it, ha it feels more consistent with the line, yeah, yeah. with the has a dynamic island and all that stuff. So, and it's, all the colors are really cool. It seems like the cycle they're on now, which I guess is pretty cool, is like last year's pro phone is this year's like Regular normal phone, phone yeah. plus yeah. maybe some tweaks or upgrades or different color or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever else, which yeah, that seems pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. My buddy has an iPhone 7 still. Oh, and we were shit. just talking about that. And he was like, yeah, I don't really see a reason to upgrade or whatever. Um, as long as they're still supporting this one, I'm fine. And I'm like, I don't think they are. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I don't think they've been supporting yeah, iPhone like, 7. Like, uh, you're running iOS 8, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, are you sure? I was like, dude, just get a new phone, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I back people that keep theirs for, like, several years. Like, it's great. Like, your phone is good for... I mean, it, it does everything he wants to do, so I can't fault him for not wanting a new one. Yeah. But, like, also, I'm like, come on, dude, like, it's probably time like that's a that's an oldie yeah um one, one like, thing that i'm like weirdly uh excited for but hope i never need is the way that they kind of like tweaked around the satellite assistant stuff mm -hmm. so like you know the, the previous phone had the sos mode which mm -hmm. seemed really cool i mean like you know apple sherlocking an entire like segment of like hiking transponders yeah. with the ability uh -huh. to like call for SOS via satellite. But um, for for me, like my my concern always was like, because um, like fucking modern cars don't have spare tires anymore, which seems absolutely stupid to me. Really? Yeah. Like most modern cars, it seems like uh, cool. your spare tire is like a can of fix a flat, which oh, uh, seems really wacky to me. Like my, yeah. my yeah, car yeah. doesn't have a spare tire on it, which kind of freaks me out. Interesting. Um, and, and I always like, my my concern is like okay we'll say we're like you know particularly around like tennessee you know we drive in a lot of rural areas and yeah. topography of the mountains yeah. and stuff like you know dipping in and out of cell phone service is pretty normal with um yeah. just driving around our area even uh when the satellite stuff came out i was like oh damn this is really cool like that it's kind of a load off mm -hmm. to not need to worry about cell coverage if we have some kind of problem but then i realized i was like well no like that's it's like calling 911 basically when you use this right mm -hmm. and like for me there's definitely like a lot of situations where like i maybe need help but don't have cell service but like 
don't need a helicopter to come get me. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the roadside It's truly a life or death emergency yeah, situation right, right. use only. And I've heard from hikers, and I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, but like uh, the the, and I don't, maybe this is just something that they tell you to scare you, but like those one-way transponders, like the oh shit buttons that uh-huh. uh, hikers used to use, like yeah. allegedly, like you know, you can't cancel that once you mm-hmm. send it out. So they just yeah. like send a helicopter so you accidentally yeah. push it like that's a five thousand dollar bill or whatever which um i don't know but like so so this is this is huge for me to just like uh as far as peace of mind to be able to be like not need cell service to get like a tow truck to come out seems mm-hmm. really cool mm-hmm. um, yeah but i don't it's it's it was a little weird to me how they uh how is like the membership stuff works or, or paying for this or is it just included like i don't well, the, it just launched last year, first time, right? So it, if I remember right, it was a year or two years free. And then it's, I don't know how much a month, but like people update their phones so quickly that it might not apply to people like us yeah. that upgrade every year or two. But um, yeah, I don't know how much it is per month, but I, I feel like you couldn't go without it after having it, right? Because Yeah, it just, it seemed pretty hand wavy after, like they're yeah. like, oh, this, all this cool stuff's coming. Uh, how's it going to work? Yeah. I don't, don't worry about it. and there's the the looking on the website there's not a ton more detail with regards to yeah uh other than i don't know yeah it's funny because i when i was in high school i was going somewhere i told my parents i was going somewhere different than i was going right i was going to a friend's house that they didn't want me to go to and um on my way there i broke down on the freeway and so i had to use the call box on the freeway and it I was like, I didn't know how it worked, right? So I just like, oh, I'll just call my buddy to come pick me up or whatever. And this way before cell phones and stuff. And so um, I go and I pick up the receiver and there's no buttons to dial or anything like that. Oh, you're talking like, about those like call boxes on the highway? The call boxes on the freeway. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And so you pick up the phone and it's just like highway patrol. And you're like, oh, boy, I broke down. I'm trying to call my friend or whatever. And they're like, okay, what's the number? And I'm just like, <laughs> so i give her the number of my buddy and uh it actually rings his house this is probably like 11 p.m at night or something it's not crazy late but it's late it rings his house because i didn't want the highway patrol to call my parents right and so i i give her my friend's number and i didn't know the number of the place i was going to so i had to give her a different friend's number in the mm-hmm. hopes that he would just come pick me up and we could just deal with the car situation later, but I just didn't want to get found out by my parents. Sure. And um, so I I ha- gave them his house number because this is before cell phones, his parents answer. And so you don't get to hear the conversation, right? They call on your behalf. Oh, shit. And okay. so his poor it's parents like, get woke up by patrol. a call, highway patrol calling them. On behalf they of explain Jerry what's Nelson. wrong. And so I'm just sitting there in silence for a few minutes. And then finally the, the dispatcher comes back on. And is like, okay, so we got in contact and his parents are coming to get you right now. And I'm like, his parents, like, that's not, that's not much better than that's, worse. Know, that's not what I was hoping for. I wanted yeah. my friend to come get me. And um, yeah, sure enough, they showed up in their robes and pajamas and stuff and picked me up and they were like my second parents anyway. So it was like not a huge deal, but yeah, they drove me home and then I roll into my house. And my parents are like, what are you doing home? And I, I had to come clean and tell him what happened. I didn't have my car. I was on the side of the freeway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was like the one and only time I did like a bad thing as a kid. Otherwise, I was an angel. But, oh, yes. But yeah, I just I, I never understood how those phones worked. You drive by them every mile. 
And I just assume they're a regular old phone. You've just called somebody on. Stop. Are those Stop. still are those still a thing? Do yeah. they still exist? Uh, I still see them on the freeway. I think it's mm. mandatory they have them every mile. Because if you oh, really? broke down, like, what are you going to do? I don't know. But um, I don't live in California, so we don't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. The other... The other thing I got today that gets an honorary mention is uh-huh. I got grifted into buying the new AirPods as well. With I the USB C. Yeah. Yeah. I got them customized. They say Eli. Oh, they're so different. Oh, they say Eli. Yeah. Nice. Ellie. Yeah. Uh that's pretty no, cool. I was like, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before. Like my AirPods have been like on their last fucking leg mm, for the yeah. longest time uh one just good excuse to upgrade yeah one stopped working entirely uh and i was able to just like keep resetting them until it like started charging again yeah um so i kind of needed a new pair anyway and like i i i don't i'm not even going to connect these to the my phone until i figure out how you get the maximum warranty possible on these (laughs) things because like my old ones i swapped Mm -hmm. no uh six times maybe it was it's crazy yeah, and it was it was it was wild because like anytime you talk to the people at Apple, like oh yeah, AirPods Pros, uh yeah, cr- <laughs> uh, cr- uh, crack they're on the way. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll just send you new ones. Fuck, okay, uh, whatever. So hopefully these new ones are a little bit better when it comes to whatever problem the old ones have. But I am officially uh, a no lightning guy. That's exciting. I even. Uh, I was like, fuck, the only other thing that I have is the stupid MagSafe battery pack that Apple made. So I got mm-hmm. this little anchor guy for mm-hmm. less than half the price of the Apple yeah. one, which has like yeah. double the capacity and this stupid little stand that you can fold out to. That's uh, great. I like those. Yeah, so this yeah. is the, yeah. So if anyone's interested in going all USB-C, this is look up the, uh, anchor 622 magnetic battery. Mm. And then in parentheses has mag go. The mag go. Yeah. Those things are like might even be on sale right now, but they've been having blowout sales, all the companies on their USB C stuff. Yeah. Um, but I hate to cut things short, but my dog's about to freak out. And oh, uh yeah, sure. I gotta go watch the kids. So crash the, uh, crash the podcast into a tree and we're gonna crash it in the tree. Um Thanks again for listening. You know all the stuff. Patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. Those things help us out. Um, I unfortunately did not get to emails, but we have them. We have um four emails I want oh, to shit. get to. So well, if you are next week will be the email episode. So if you maybe it'll be an in... email update and maybe we'll have some new emails if you email us at podcast at toucharcade.com. We'll have more to talk about. But if you're one of those that emailed in, um, especially over the last three weeks when we haven't even been recording. Uh, patience, we will get to those. And I appreciate you writing into us. So uh, with all that, thanks oh, again for listening. Another quick shout out. Uh, the uh, If you're interested in these new AirPod Pros, they're on sale on mm-hmm. Amazon for $50 off right now. <gasps> on sale already? So I was kind of like, fuck, I wish I didn't get engraved ones. So just return these and just buy them from Amazon. Save you 50 bucks. It. What are you going to do with $50? Nothing. I could have bought more anchor accessories. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, for real this time, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of the Touch Arcade Show. See ya.